Welcome to the Gifters Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS online program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our next guest for our Gifters Podcast is Brandy G. Robinson. Brandy is an author, an associate professor, a scholar, a TEDx speaker, and a former United Nations delegate for Women's International League for Peace and Freedom. Brandy, thanks so much for being on our Gifters Podcast, where your story is a gift to the world. Thank you, Christopher. So what I so appreciate about these podcasts is really an opportunity to meet different people from different places. We previously had a conversation, and you mentioned that you grew up in, in the bayous of Louisiana. Now, in case our listeners are not familiar with Louisiana or bayous, what is that, and how do you feel that growing up in that place really helped and shaped who you are as an entrepreneur? Well, I love living in Louisiana. Uh, living in the bayous was uh, an experience in itself. Um, it's just a nice little swampy area with a lot of moss and maybe alligators and <laughs> snapping turtles. Uh, but what I really admired about growing up in South Louisiana was the community. Uh, when I ventured off into the big city and into my career, uh, I found it was very hard to connect to community. And eventually when I found that community, it was several years and several people later, but it wasn't as fast as when I was growing up in Louisiana where community was everywhere. That's a great point to focus on because as a speaker, you mentioned that you have a very strong passion for leadership and I'm looking at some of the past conferences. I mean, what's funny is that you talk about community and that's where you grew up and you've spoken at the United Nations. Now, a lot of our listeners are entrepreneurs and executives and speakers and coaches, and I'm sure many of them dream about speaking at the United Nations. Can you just kind of share with us how you got that opportunity to speak at the United Nations? Oh, wow, Christopher, that was an amazing experience. Um, it kind of happened really organically. Um, when I go about my daily life. I follow, you know, the signs. Uh, I'm a big energy person. So, you know, my story, my experience, I just let it speak for itself. And through people that I networked with and other people who knew of me, I got opportunity to speak at the UN to share my experience, my story, and inspire others. And I think that when I also use my experience and I mentor students or staff or some of my clients that need that leadership building and capacity building uh, skill. I use that experience to harness, you know, that energy to give them ideas on how they can actually be a better leader than what they are. And sometimes we have to tap into that inner self because a lot of times that external world gets in the way of our thinking and we're too afraid to follow that path or to follow that sign because we are just afraid of the unknown. And I think when we follow those paths, we end up finding that it's really enjoyable and we find new experiences in the whole world of possibilities. And is that the topic you spoke at at the United Nations? Actually, I spoke about a lot of topics at the United Nations. I was actually invited back a few times to speak and I spoke on, um, different experiences facing minority communities, um, as well as women. It was primarily uh, driven on women's rights and human rights for everyone. 
and using those experiences to create leadership opportunities for women and to also uh, dispel those misunderstandings we have about cultural differences. And, and really, the United Nations provides that forum for people to actually speak about their experiences and tell the world um, their ideas. And it's so important to have that space uh, for other people to display their leadership and display their community and their experiences. That's great. I mean, so you took it from more of as an American talking about some of the challenges that you had, or perhaps you traveled the world. And so what, what perspective or angle did you, did you share in your story? That's a very good question. Um, throughout my advocacy experience, I actually um, came across a lot of people from different nations, and not just in my neck of the woods, but across the globe. And hearing all their different stories and experiences, uh, I took that because they couldn't get up there and talk about um, the their experience or what their communities, communities are facing. So I took those experiences and gave them a platform by speaking for them with their permission, of course. And I also delved into my own experience to, you know, cross-relate that so people can understand that we all go through similar things. And we may not understand why or how, but we all will go through life in a similar manner, learning different lessons. And the universe is going to keep knocking on that door until we learn that lesson. And I think that's one of the reasons why that experience with the United Nations was really profound for me because it brought together a lot of things uh, from my life as to why I was there, why I was that messenger carrying that message to thousands and thousands of other people. Yeah, and I so appreciate you in, re in relative to the, the alignment that you have relative to where you grew up, where you're doing now, being at the United Nations, and you being a, a speaker, a voice, because that's essentially what a speaker is, right? I mean, you can speak about your own topic, but the best speakers combine an entire tapestry, an entire script, an entire book of various stories that you have the privilege of sharing in your own unique way. And so I just admire and appreciate that because for the people listening, it really is so important to have a sense of clarity, of purpose, a sense of generosity, because every single time I speak, it isn't really just about me. It's about all the people that I've met through the through my, my entire speaking career and like as a very specific example I remember I was speaking in Arizona at one point and this woman was shining my shoes and she was from Ethiopia and it was like the most amazing conversation that I had with this woman where a lot of people would have just got your shoes shine and not really met this woman and it just sounds like you have really processed and listened and absorbed and allowed you to be this open vessel and you've been able to share this this vessel of knowledge with, with the masses so my question for you is, since we only have a few minutes, what do you, what would you like to share with with the world relative to to what what do you find is hopeful for the world relative to either gender equality or human rights? What do you want to really share? And ideally, you can share that within a, a very specific story, of either how you experienced it yourself or someone that you that you met through your your many many journeys. Well, you know, today is very fitting because today is September 11th, so I think it's a very fitting day that. People, especially in the U.S., need a positive message, especially today out of all days. And I think that the message that I would bring to people is that time is precious and that 
none of us can predict the future and that we only have now. And we have to start, you know, loving ourselves better and not holding that that fear, that guilt uh, inside and, and just going with the flow, allowing ourselves to experience life and know that it's not about, you know, us. It's, a, it's really about everyone. So, you know, I came across a lot of people who had, you know, horrible experiences, but how they navigated through experience was knowing that whatever was done to them was not about them. It was about the other person. And they had compassion for themselves to know the difference so they can move forward through, uh, through that trauma and become a healthier person and not hold that fear, that guilt or shame in. And I think that's that self-love that we have to continuously you know, do and grow in our lives because that energy collects and it attracts as well. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think that's the message that I would give people. And if there are any future leaders out there, understand the 2060 rule. That's what I would leave that with. What's the 2060 rule? So you have the 20% of people in any environment, job, school, your home life, that will be, just be naysayers. They'll, they'll be the no. They Anything you do, they would be totally against. And they may be against you. Then there's their 60% that you don't really have to do much to convince. They will probably be on your team, but they are going to weigh their options. They're the critical thinkers. Then you have that other 20% that will be your yes people. And that 20, 60, 20 you want to gear towards more of the 80. You don't want to necessarily forget about the 20 because the 20 are still valid. And we've seen this through the recent U.S. elections. You can't forget about the people in the background because they make a big difference. But the 80%, those are the people that you want to focus your energy on because those are the people that will likely be on your team. And they will have your best interests at heart if your values and missions Alive. Oh, that's great. Brandy, thanks so much for sharing your story and your perspective, especially as you said, it's on 9-11. And uh, many of the listeners know that I am from New York City. I actually used to work at Seven Ocean Center. So for me, that was a, a very impactful, powerful, and a sad day, but also an inspiring day. But thank you for recognizing that for this day. And I thank you for being on our podcast. How can our guests stay in touch with you? Um, BrandyRobinson.com. Um, I'm coming out with a few projects and, you know, just watch out for it. Great. Thanks so much for your time. Have a great day, Brandy. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.